Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a breakfast with Pat and Heels on this Monday morning. We're brought to you by Burbank Homes. The builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line is available and it's a beauty. 13 13 55 is that Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line. Or you can text us 0467 736 736. As you well know, chaos on the M1 with the big crash at Underwood earlier this morning and the traffic was back past Yatla. Delighted that he's nowhere near the M1 this morning is SEN's rugby league expert, Scotty Sattler. Sats, good morning to you. Hey, Paddy. Hey, Heels. How are you, guys? Good, mate. Good. We're about to get into the real stuff now, aren't we? What have you made of these final trials at the weekend? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind watching the trials. Um, you, you get what you get when you're watching the the regular NRL players, don't you guys? You know what you're going to get. Like Mitchell Moses yesterday was really good for Parramatta, and um, you know those four teams are over in Vegas at the moment. Their sort of their depth is being tested to see what sort of depth they've got, and that's probably why I like watching the trials because once upon a time, guys, remember turning up to the rugby league, you'd watch under-21s, you'd watch second grade, you'd watch first grade. You got you got to watch a kid that was in the under-21s and you felt like you were part of their journey. You'd go through their 21s career and all of a sudden they'd be playing second grade as maybe a 20-year-old and then all of a sudden they make their first grade debut and as a fan sitting on the hill all day from sort of like 11.30, you'd feel like you were part of their career. We don't get yeah. a chance to do that anymore. So... I love the trials in the sense that you get to look at the club's depth and see what sort of players they've got coming through. Mm, any um, nice surprises? Um, what with well, yeah, with, throughout with the young, trials, with, with, yeah, yeah, with young players, I thought um, I thought the Broncos have shown they've got really good depth. Yes, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Blake Moser fan, the the number nine from Brisbane. He needs to show me more at the moment. He's dumbing up, but um, but in saying that, you know, they've got really good forwards. Um, they've got some really good depth there, hence why they were able to go through and, and win that pre-season challenge for anyone that, you know, any club that takes it really seriously. Um, I thought the Gold Coast defensively were, were really poor yesterday. I thought they got manhandled, which is interesting, coming from a Desi Hasler coach side. Uh, the Cowboys look like they've got still got a fair bit left in them, but I think they've got really good pro- uh, showing signs of, of real promise. And and the Dolphins, well, we're, you know, we're waking up and sitting on waiting for that, that scan from Tommy Gilbert to see whether whether it is another season-ending injury. So, um, but all in all, I thought the Broncos looked really good with their depth. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they. I know that all their guns are in California at the moment. They're forty to fourteen over the Seagulls. And what happens to the hundred case? That's do you give it to the kids because they won the preseason challenge? No, 100. no, you're not allowed to because it comes under the salary cap. Oh no! It's, it's, well, it's part of a benefit. So. What it does, it goes on the bottom line. But for the Brisbane Broncos, it basically pays for a lot of their expenses. I know the NRL pays for everything to go to uh, to Vegas, Vegas, but they pay for certain amount of players, certain amount of staff. Anyone extra you want to take, well, that comes out of your bottom line. Well, that just that just pays for all that extra they've had to put into the Vegas trip. Good on them. Well, they'd hey. have to be an end-of-season trip yeah. uh, contribution, I'm sure. <laughs> well, Maybe. again, Hills, that is a that's a benefit. It comes under the salary cap. Right. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shocking. What about the, what about the dinner around. they went to uh, just before the wrestle? Is that is that in the cap? <laughs> no, no, because the players organised that. But if there would have been any uh, expenses after due to injuries and the club paid for it, that's an expense. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> hey, just quickly, we're hearing, you know, certainly Tom Gilbert, it looks awful. The, the, the sight of him coming yep. through the airport yesterday in the wheelchair was just, it was upsetting to tell you the truth for a, a league fan. And then now talk, you know, we're waiting on scans on Cohen Hess uh, because they're saying mm. his knee injury is serious. I mean, whether it's 12 weeks or 12 months, we don't know with him just yet. But two of our key forwards in Queensland, uh, both suffering serious knee injuries before they've kicked a ball in anger. Yeah, I know. It's When you look at it from an origin point of view, it's it's a little bit heartbreaking. But I've got to say, I'm... I'm really buoyed by what's going on with the Queensland forwards at the moment. I mean, you've got the continued growth of Jeremiah Nene. Yep. Um, again, he looked really dangerous yesterday. And then you've got you know, Brendan Piakura, who was an Australian schoolboy, who's in the same team as Reese Walsh and Hamaso Tabuafido in that Australian schoolboy side. Um, and anyone who's ever watched him coming through, you know that he was always going to be something special. Uh, he's shown in that first trial that he was, that he was really, really good. He's now going to take part in that that round round zero in Vegas. But I think he's a player that um, if he's ma- officially made himself avail- available for Queensland, I think the depth is really good. I think I think he's a kid that could play origin like a little bit like a Nene did in his first year, this year or next year. So, um, yeah, the depth isn't too bad. But the Tommy Gilbert one is, yeah, that's, that's hard to watch, especially on the back of what happened last year with his shoulder. Mm. Uh, righto, mate. What about the robbery? The great Wigan robbery. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it, when you um, when you research a referee where he's born, raised, and lives in the Main Street, Wigan. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so you think when you're allocating a referee, uh, see, this is how rugby league continues to dig a hole for itself. You know, you you, you, you get an official for one of the biggest games of the to start of the season off. Probably best you don't pick a guy that lives in the Main Street of Wigan. Um, <laughs> uh, but in saying that, I, I was surprised. I was very surprised at the outcome. I thought that the Panthers probably would have won comprehensively. Yeah. Um, first game for, for pretty much all of them, so they're always going to be pretty rusty. The UK players have had two or three trials and also one round also, so they're going to be a little bit more fluent. Um, yeah, but surprised the way they played Penrith. They sort of they allowed the Wigan Warriors to really you know, readjust with the way they played without getting too technical. But, mate, you've got to say, Wigan defended really diligently. They mm. were good, but... Um, Penrith didn't throw a lot at them, to be honest, but two of their tries, the Cruz leaning try, there was a forward pass, there was a blatant forward pass in that try from Australian Adam Kieran onto Adam Miski, and then the ball came back into Cruz leaming, and then the Waldell try, I don't, I can't understand how the on-field referee went up. I think it's a try when he was actually standing behind yeah. the try line and had to make his way round. Um, I still think. And again, in the NRL, I still think there's a place in our game where the referee doesn't have any idea and says, you know what, Bunker, I've got no idea. This is why I need your help to tell me whether it's a try or no try. Um, And we saw that with the Wardell try. It was, um, you know, he fell well short and then he advanced the ball even further forward after after the the player had sort of pretty much ceased the tackle and eventually given a try because they can't overrule it in the bunker from what the what the on-field referee was, not enough evidence. So, mm. But in saying that as well, I think you know, Penrith should have won that comfortably yesterday, but, but they didn't because you know, the, the conditions and the, and the UK players yeah. are a little bit more you know, adhesive to the, 
you know, to the conditions. Yeah, what a finish though. And then the referee decides, oh, no. I'll go up this time. And they can't. They didn't have any decisive evidence to say the ball was anywhere. They couldn't even see the ball in amongst it all. But great finish, yeah. great spectacle. Eh? It was fun. It, it is. You know, it's, it's um, you know, the, the Roosters, it shows how hard it is to go over and, and play a game of that magnitude yeah. over there because, you know, the Panthers have basically last three years of, just continued just to raise the bar for every other club. And I don't know whether there's any other clubs that have improved enough to sort of, you know, they got beaten by St. Helens last year in atrocious, atrocious conditions and with a field goal. And they go on and win the competition and, um, and they keep raising the bar. And, uh, but to go there, you know, the Roosters have won this five times. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to go over and win, but I was reading yesterday, the Roosters have won it five times. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing achievement. And then you see this, this, Dominant team like Panthers who really struggled in those conditions yesterday. Yeah, so we're going to equal that now. That was their fifth World Club Challenge as well. Hey, I wanted mm. to get your take on uh, on the Titans. Um, as you said, you're a little disappointed. Eels 26 over the Titans 16. Probably that scoreline's a little bit flattering to the Gold Coasters. Uh, Moses and Brown were outstanding, as opposed to Tanner Boyd and Tom Weaver. Mm, I know Kieran Foran's got to come back. Um, the big men, Ballow and Campbell Gillard, Bryce Cartwright, all, all the, the Eels forwards had a, had a day out. Uh, what does Desi do before round one? Uh, what's his mindset after that performance? Well, I think he'd be really disappointed from a physicality. As you just said, I just thought the real big men of, of Parramatta, they just manhandled the, the Gold Coast Titans. You know, admittedly, there's, they've got some players to come back, some really important players to come back. You know, Dave Fafita being one of those guys, but um, both for more is his first game back after 12 months as well, which is great to see. But the real big man, physicality-wise, you know, that's what Desi would be, I suppose, you know, ramming home this week would be, you know, it's not about what we can do with the ball. You know, we can worry about what we do with the ball later on as we as the season unfolds, but defensively, you know, we can't be manhandled and ragged all the way that that the way that. Mm that happened in that trial in Ipswich because I was sitting back and seeing the amount of, in the first 15 minutes, just the, uh, the amount of offloads that Parramatta were mm. getting when your contact should be at its, at its, um, you know, your speed of the line should be really good. Your enthusiasm should be great. There should be great intensity in your defense, but Parramatta were getting these offloads, these second phase plays that kills any team. And um, yeah, so that's going to be the, I think the biggest challenge for Desi is, is getting them into that, um, you know, that, that that mindset of of being the most physical team on the on the side because yeah they were they were left wanting in a couple of occasions. Yeah, Sats, what are your thoughts on the rumor? Well, let's say it's not a rumor on the NRL a commission buying the Super League. Well, so I'm reading two things in the heels. I don't know whether it's the UK Super League or whether they're going to start their own Super League in in the US in America. Which has been trying—that's been trying to happen for the last 20 years. A former Dragons player by the name of David um, David New, who uh, was a Dragons first-grade player, he's American Samoan. He's been in America trying to start a Super League for. I remember talking to him back in 2007, mm. the first year of the Titans, and we were thinking about if he was going to go ahead. We were thinking about having a team in the U.S. Super League um, as part of our development platform, and um, he's been working really. I don't know whether he's given up on the dream, but. Yeah, this has been around for a while. It's actually not a bad approach from the from the NRL if they were going to start a Super League in America. Um, to buy the Super League in the UK, I, I don't think that's 
I don't think that would be a wise investment. I think it would be a wise investment if a few clubs bought their own clubs over there, like Manchester City do with uh, one of the Melbourne uh, Melbourne City side in the A-League. Yeah. I like that sort of arrangement where an, an actual club like a Broncos, whatever it may be, would have a UK Super League side to add as part of their you know, their development pa- platform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I see there's a, a couple that, uh, a couple of influential prospective buyers out there, including one uh, morning show host on Channel Nine. He said, "I'm, I'm having <laughs> oh, to throw my yeah. money." Oh, holy! <laughs> yeah, still paying well right. on TV then, Paddy. <laughs> talk about TV sats. What what happened on the couches of Maths last night? Oh, how good was it? <laughs> I'm, 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 I can't believe this. I refuse yeah. to listen to this. So, from you two blokes. There's a so, lot of tears. Paddy, what you need to know is that. One Ian Healy, the greatest gloveman Australian cricket's ever seen, and Scotty Sattler, on a Sunday night we text each other whilst watching <laughs> the couch session on Mass, and we even said to each other, "This will drive Paddy insane tomorrow." Oh, fair <laughs> Matt. I mean, I, I, as soon as I see it on the socials and that, I just go, I turn it off. Like, oh hey, God, what do you watch on a Sunday night? Hey, what do you watch last night? Hey. Paddy, I've got to say, um, on Friday we went to a great lunch and uh, Jack Beasley. Yeah, Foundation. I heard about Jack this. was a young man that was yeah, and the King Wally Lewis and Heels absolutely killed him on stage. <laughs> are outstanding. Yeah. What about your yeah. story about Wally leaving at half time? <laughs> yeah, leaving at half time when we played the Canberra Raiders. He just he walked Paddy walked out the back of the grandstand. Instead of coming down the dressing sheds and giving us a Churchillian speech, he got in a cab and went to the airport and caught a plane <laughs> home early. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I want to talk about the weekend coming up, but uh, Braden, who's one of our great listeners from Perth Morning Boys, I agree with Sats. They were manhandled. Uh, it was a little annoying to watch. Let's hope it's just one of them games and we go better in round one. He's a big Titans fan, is Braden. So he's got a little yep. bit of cause concern. Hey, uh, put the crystal ball uh, into action. Manly Souths, Bronx Roosters, Vegas. How good is it? The Bronx mm. Roosters game is going to be great. This Roosters team really looks like a premiership threat if they can keep everyone on the field. I've got to say, it's a pretty impressive team on, on paper. Okay. Um, I, I'm really excited about this. I love that there was a massive speed and footy in Times Square in New York throughout the week. Like I, I just love it that rugby league is getting just a small, just a fraction bit of um, of of uh, of the, the US public. I, I love it. So... I wish I was over there. Can't wait for it. And I think, you know, I think the Broncos from that first trial, they looked really good. I think um, I think they'll beat the Roosters. The Roosters will take a bit to warm up. And the other game, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting what we get from Manly because we just don't know what we're going to get from Manly yet. They, they seem to have so much promise, um, but it's all just all hems on Tommy Trebojevic and, and fingers crossed he stays on the field. But, um yeah, I'm going to be interesting in what it's going to be interesting to see how manly how manly play uh, this season with with Tommy in the side. All right, mate. Great to chat. Host of Sports Day, Scotty Sattler. Really appreciate it, mate. Uh, yeah, it's as we said the the, the trial matches, the, the the kids, and we love you. We love looking at them, but it's all over. It all starts this weekend mm-hmm. in Vegas, and uh, it's exciting times. Thanks, Sats. No worries, boys. See you later. Scotty Sattler joining us there, our rugby league expert. It's eight eighteen here on Breakfast with Pat and Hills. Take a short break.